0: definitely need to start by thanking Stephanie uh, first and foremost for all the help she's um, given me with setting this whole thing up. Um, I have a real problem with the technical stuff. I tend to get really overwhelmed and I start sweating the second anything really technical analytical comes up. It's all of the uh, creating this account and this formatting and uploading this and downloading that and syncing this and creating that. All that stuff is, that's, I don't really do all that. Um, so Stephanie's done really an amazing job helping me, walking me through all that, holding my hand sometimes. I thank her and also just give everybody some updates on what's going on with her and her rehab. This is July 4th I'm making this, so she has one more week at the um, rehab center she's currently going to, and then she'll finish up with that next week, and then she will start up at another place the following week. I think she has like a week off, and then she picks back up doing another program. So thank you for everybody, um, just for all your support for with everything that's going on for the last year and a half. Um, it means more than than we could ever properly express. Also with Stephanie, she is uh, she's really made a lot of progress uh, with her eating and her swallowing and everything. Um, if you listen to the last one, I, I talk about her throat, her vocal folds, um, one of them being basically paralyzed. So she's had to do a lot of work. And um, really we were waiting for her to be able to swallow water for her feeding tube to come out. And a couple weeks ago she started showing signs that she was able to drink. She drank a bottle of water um, and didn't really have any problems with it. So we're looking to... The next step is get to where she can take meds. whether ground up and put into water or mixed into food or something. She needs to be able to hydrate and medicate um, orally without any complication before she can get that tube out. So we're looking... It's looking good. Um, maybe here in the next couple months that'll happen. Um, but we just take it one day at a time. Speaking of which, so every day I like to start, I start with a prayer every morning. I say, thank you, Jesus, for all of my nice things. And thank you, Satan, for all of my darkness. For without it, I would not be able to appreciate my nice things. But also, miss may screw you, Satan, because I hate getting darkness. I believe... There is a duality to this life, and uh, a balance is something that we're all really, truly seeking. You have to have both in this life, and you really don't have an option as to whether or not you're going to get both. Um, they come one way or another because ultimately I believe that this life is duality, that they're basically things we don't want and things that we do want. There are bad experiences and good experiences, and uh, but the act of labeling them comes from the fact that we are ultimately in the center. And I think loving someone and having somebody that you truly care about is a perfect example of this. Whoever you love the most and whoever gives you the most good feelings is also going to be a source of the most bad feelings that you ever have. Now, minus the fact like if you get I don't know if you get kidnapped or something, or if you get mugged, obviously that person has trolled you harder. Um, but nobody is going to troll you harder than the people that you love in your life, especially the people that you really, truly care about the most. Obviously, seeing her so messed up and, and struggling all the time is just devastating. I mean, it's it's obviously incredibly sad. Um, but the only reason it's sad is because there was something good on the bat on the opposite end that I feel there's, it, it wouldn't suck so much if you don't care. Um, but if you don't care about anything, then it's just, it, it's neutral. You have to embrace all of it. Here's how I tell people when they, whenever they I have friends that will ask me things about, you know, relationship advice and, and what I think about relationships in general. And I say this, the best case scenario for any relationship is you both die at the same time. The second best case scenario is one of you watches the other one die. Okay, see, that's where we're starting. The idea that you have control over these relationships or that they're, it's supposed to last forever or that it's only supposed to feel good and it's some sort of esoteric, hedonistic experience is totally wrong and it's totally backwards. And I think that's where a lot of people fail to get fulfillment from their relationships love is bleeding for someone it's it's going through things that suck it's enduring and that's really the the trick is having that balance you don't want control um and the way you know you don't have control is because bad things happen you just get time that's all you get And it's up to you to try to have as much appreciation and enjoyment for that time as possible because that's the really only way to gain any value of it. I believe also that love is risk because you have to open yourself up. And that's the thing a lot of people don't want to. They only want to feel good, that they don't want to accept any of the bad feelings that come along with it. Well, guess what? It's all the same thing. The fact that we perceive a difference is just based on us. It all goes together. But love is accepting risk because without risk, there's no reward to it. Uh, and there's a great scene in uh, the fifth Game of Thrones books, which by the way, I'm just gonna say this this is gonna get some this is gonna cause some backlash. but I've read I watched all the show and I read all the books and this show is better. it really is. now I wonder if that's just because that's what I saw first. I have this theory that whatever. Uh, medium, you per- you get the story in first, that's probably what you think is the best uh, incarnation of it, but I really do think that I can prove objectively that the show is better. But anyway, there's this great scene in the fifth uh, Game of Thrones books where basically Jon Snow and Stannis are talking about going to attack the Boltons at this castle, and Stannis is like, yeah, we're going to roll up and we're going to get that ass, and Jon Snow's like, hey man, maybe maybe we don't. Maybe we don't try to go fight him right now. Uh, You know, winter's coming, all that stuff. And Stannis is like, no, 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 I'm going to go smash that ass. And then they go back and forth, and Jon Snow's like, no, let's wait it out. And Stannis tells him, even the man who does nothing takes a risk. So you can go your whole life and try to just hide your heart in a bushel basket. And... Try to ab- avoid as much hardship and suffering as possible. But then what? You're still gonna die. Like it's not gonna. You're not gonna live forever for it, because time is still limited for all of us. It's better to li- to have a full life. You have to embrace fully everything, what you perceive as good and what you perceive as bad, because it all goes together. And that reminds me of uh, these two guys I, I trained with. They started training a little bit after me. Long story short, is one of them was. It was like he was neutral when you would, you would roll with him. Like, he wouldn't try to progress anything. He wouldn't try to advance any positions, but he wouldn't really concede anything either. It was just sort of like he, was try, he wasn't trying to win. He was just trying to not lose either. It was everything. He didn't, there wasn't really a whole lot of change. It was like you would go, and you just mostly just kind of sit there in stalemates the whole time, and then that was it. And then there was a, a second guy. He was wild. I mean, he would just have at it. He would be going for stuff and taking risks and trying new things and experimenting and exploring and pushing his boundaries. And he got his ass whooped. I'm not going to lie. He got his ass whooped. He got beat down. I mean, I beat him down a couple times. But guess what? Over six months, the second guy progressed and grew exponentially more than the first guy because he was willing to take those risks and he was willing to push his boundaries and he was willing to learn and willing to explore See, the first guy, you can't you can not have your revenges. They're going to be had. and That's what I'm trying to tell people. This isn't like just something I'm making up. This is a system. This is a pattern, the way the universe works. It's like an infinity symbol, and we are in the middle of it. It's not a duality that goes in opposite directions or opposes each other. It's just this harmony that goes round and round and round. See, the first guy thought that he was going to save himself, like he was going to, you know, protect himself. You have to accept the risks involved. And that's how you maximize your nice things in the end. That's how you maximize your nice things over time. So that brings me to something is when you try to deny one half of what's going on, you deny the whole thing. I go through waves where I will periodically get really into chess and then I'll realize, like, what? Well, it just, I just end up feeling such, like, such a moron. I won't play it for a year, but then I'll get back into it a little bit later. Um, but one of the primary skill sets, one of the primary principles in chess, is harmonizing your pieces into a single cohesive unit, as opposed to a bunch of separate pieces each moving sort of independently. It's getting everything to work together. It's getting pieces to support one another and synchronize. It's all about harmony. Enough darkness can become nice things if you have courage about it. Like, whether that's something like, I think about something like exercise. Like, it sucks to wake up early. It sucks to eat healthy. Like, eating healthy is not fun. It really is not. Some people try to act, like, bougie about it, but, like, they're full of shit, and everybody knows it. But it's... Nice things in the end to be healthy and be well and um, be active. And too many nice things can give you darkness in the end. Like, think about this. The balance is going to be had one way or another. Nothing in life is free. You, You pay up on one end or the other. I talk about like you know getting drunk at a party with your friends. Like you get all your best friends there, and everybody you're just drinking copious amounts, and you're having the time of your life, and it's awesome, and you stay up late, and then you, you eat a burger or something at the end of the night, and it's just a ton of fun. It's nothing but nice things. But guess what happens? The next morning is you got to pay that price. You got to have your hangover. You got to get trolled, and there's a direct, direct correlation between almost how much fun you have the previous night and then how bad you're going to be hurting the next day. Life is about balance and it's about acceptance of the things that you don't want without sort of a juvenile reaction to it. I think that's a big issue that we have in our society is with something about delayed gratification. Everybody wants instant gratification nowadays and that is a denial of the fact that you're going to have your revenges. They're going to be had. You can't just immediately get some nice things, and then that's it, and then there's no consequences or price to pay afterwards. I believe in delayed gratification is the only way to truly be gratified, and to truly have nice things is to accept that you have to pay for it. Um, makes me think of something. T- it's a, this test I heard, and I'm not 100%. It might be bullshit, like most things you read online, but it's called the Marshmallow Test. And long story short, they would get, they being scientists, obviously not numbnuts like me, would get some kids, and they'll basically tell, you know, third grade or so, and they'll say, hey, I can give you one marshmallow right now, or if you wait an hour, I'll give you two. And they have found over the last 20 years that kids, when they did this experiment, they found that the kids who were willing to wait the hour, and get two marshmallows over the course of their life had much better success. It was almost the perfect way to judge long-term success in life was kids who understood delayed gratification. It's like when the, you hear the Buddha say, life is suffering. What they're talking about is the fact that you have to pay up for these things. When you realize, truly realize, that what sucks and what is unpleasant is what will give you nice things in the end and what will give you what you want in the end, then you can embrace it fully. I'll tell you, one summer is it it's like two years ago. I my job schedule had me to where I could only train the later class at nights. And most people don't want to train the later class. Most people go to the first class and then they're tired, they go home. So the second class, it was always about four or five people it was always a really small class and you know you get all different sorts of people but there was always one guy there shout out to my buddy vincent he was always there and i always always had to go with this guy I always had to fight this big old NJ. like he was a lot shorter than me had probably 40 pounds on me he had a couple years on me he just and he just beat the crap out of me like this dude, every night I knew, and I, I was like, okay, and Coach was going to make us go. He loved to watch me get the crap beat out of me. He'd be sitting there laughing his ass off. He'd make us roll even longer. Like, he'd be in the middle of it. The bell would go. I'd be like, all right, finally. Oh, i got a break. He'd be like, no, no, no. Why don't you go another five minutes? And I got my ass smashed for all summer long. I just got beat down, beat down, beat down. But I'll tell you what happened. I realized that those those beat downs were ultimately going to be giving where he was ultimately giving me nice things. It didn't feel like it. But ultimately that's what's going on because when my schedule switched, three, four months later, and I was back going to the early class and I started rolling with my regular group again, like the guys who were all relatively at my level, I was a I was a step up on everybody because I was used to getting beat down. That period, that three month period. I can tell from my all from the last few years of my training that was the fastest period of growth for me. It was that three months where all I did was get my ass beat every night? So you learn to rejoice in the fact that sometimes things suck and sometimes there's there's pain involved in it. But that's ultimately how you get what you want. That's ultimately how you truly get something that's that's good and something that lasts. And that's how you can. Go through this life and at the end of your life not be full of regrets because you tried to hide and just live this comfortable, safe, bland existence. I believe in seeking balance, not absolution. There are a lot of sayings that will get in society that touch on what I'm talking about. You hear things like, no pain, no gain, the best view comes after the hardest climb. A good one I, one I like is... Uh, you, know, you can't appreciate sunshine without rain. You can't appreciate the sunny days without the rainy days. Yeah, well, what about somebody who's like in a hot-ass, dry-ass desert? See, for them, it would be backwards. They'd be like, man, you can't appreciate the rainy days without the sunshine because every day's hot and sunny. Hot and sunny to them is bad. And that's why I believe in seeking balance and not absolution. Absolution assumes that our values have some absolute, concrete substance behind them as opposed to simply being we're in the middle and it's our perception that determines whether something is good or whether something is bad. So you have to seek that balance. you have to let there be a harmony So what I believe is all about harmonizing the shit you don't want and the shit you do want. The difference between the two is a hundred percent based on you and your subjectivity and where you are and your relative position to the rest of the universe in this life. Because things work, everything breaks down to some sort of wave. And a wave has two parts. It has a crest and a trough, and it oscillates between the two. And when you try to resist one side, you resist the whole thing. So instead, you have to accept it. You have to accept when it hurts. You have to accept that you're going to bleed. You have to accept that you're going to get beat up. You have to accept that with risk, there is no absolute guarantee. And when you can do this without reaction... With simply just a, a a measured response, then you'll let this balance happen for you. So next time some some darkness happens or some bullshit goes down, don't freak out and don't get upset and don't think that there's anything wrong with you. It's just revenges and they're just they are going to be had. And this isn't some nihilistic uh, emo, you know, bleak despair and, and oblivion. Oh, you know, everything's you know, terrible, oh, the world sucks, it's hard, you just got to get through it. Like, it's not like that. I think that whole attitude, that burn-it-all-down nihilistic attitude is really just an immature response. It's an excuse for people that don't want to try. They want to say, oh, we're all screwed, oh, you know, oh, it's all messed up. It's just those people are lazy. They don't. They want to be abdicated from responsibility. And if nothing matters, then they don't have to be responsible. And it's just an excuse. It's 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 an intellectual cop out. I want to end with something else I've noticed is that it seems like it seems like everybody knows what's wrong with everybody. Everybody knows has a prescription for everybody else. So what's wrong with kids these days? Or what's wrong with old people these days? Or what's wrong with this people? What's wrong with white people? What's wrong with black people? What's wrong with uh, this, uh, I know what's going on, I know what's wrong with this, oh, everybody, so oh, I know what's wrong with all the snowflakes these days. It's like, just, how about this? There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you either. Most people are just doing the best they can with what they have. Most people want the same things. Most people get along. And I think, too, is that people are doing the best they can with what they have. And this is the best right now in 2018. This is actually the best in many, many ways that humans have ever been. These are the, This is the nicest that people have ever been. We just lose sight of that. And I think the a big thing that everybody can add more into their life, and I harp on this a lot, is just gratitude. Just be thankful for your time. Be thankful for what you have because time is limited and the revenges are to be had.